Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 27th of August. A day after Reserve Bank of India board decided to transfer surplus reserves worth 1,76,000 crore rupees to the government, the Congress party has accused the centre of looting the RBI. The Congress party said today that the amount that is to be transferred to the government is almost the exact same amount missing from the budget 2019 announcement. The party added that the move will cause further damage to the Indian economy. In a tweet, the party said, and I quote, Where was that money spent? Why is it missing from the budget? Looting the RBI like this not only devastates our economy further, it also reduces the credit rating of the bank. Unquote. Bringing focus to the issue of cash serves transfer and the current economic slowdown in the country, Congress leader Rahul Gandhi said this was Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman's self-created economic disaster. He said the RBI reserve surplus transfer is like, and I quote, stealing a band-aid from the dispensary and sticking it on a gunshot wound, unquote. In his piece on the RBI, Vivek Kaul uses Shole analogy to explain what's going on. He compares the Indian economy and the government to Basanti and Viru, who are under the chains of an economic slowdown. The RBI, in this case, is Jay who has come to their rescue. Do read it for some more insight into the matter. It seems like BJP leader and MP from Bhopal, Pragya Singh Thakur, loves the controversy's favourite child tag. The latest controversy landed in her kitty after she blamed the opposition for recent deaths of senior BJP leaders. On Monday, while addressing a condolence meeting for senior BJP leader Arun Jaitley and former Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister Babulal Gaur at Bhopal's BJP headquarters, she said, and I quote, Bhajpa netaon ko nuksan pohchane ke liye vipaksh marak shaktiyon ka istemal kar raha hai. Meaning, the opposition is using black magic to harm BJP leaders. She further added, and I quote, When I was contesting elections, a Maharaj ji told me that I should spend more time in meditation because these are difficult times. The opposition is using evil powers on the BJP. They are going to harm the good, dedicated leaders of our party. Unquote. Indian politics or theatre of the absurd? I really can't tell the difference anymore. Can you? The BJP has distanced itself from Thakur's comments and asked her to refrain from making these sorts of statements. The Congress came down heavily on the BJP, while some Congress leaders from Madhya Pradesh said, instead of making her a member of parliament, BJP should have made Pragya Singh Thakur a priest of some renowned temple. Today, in a landmark judgment, a Kerala court awarded double life imprisonment to all 10 convicts in the honour killing of Kevin Joseph, a 24-year-old Dalit Christian youth. Kevin was murdered by his wife's upper-caste Christian family in Kottayam last year. His honour killing, the first of its kind in Kerala, had caused widespread protests across the state. A large section of Dalit organisations as well as the opposition had protested against police inaction in the case. On August 22nd, observing that the murder was a case of honour killing, Judge C. Jayachandran convicted 10 persons under charges of murder, kidnapping, criminal conspiracy, house trespass, causing voluntary hurt, wrongful confinement and criminal intimidation. However, the court acquitted Kevin's father-in-law, Chako, and three others in the case because of lack of evidence. In May 2018, Kevin had married Nino Chako at a civil ceremony in Kotayam. Ninu's family had opposed it on account of his caste. Two days later, Kevin and his friend Anish were kidnapped from his house by a gang at the behest of Ninu's family, 
particularly her brother Sianu Chako. While Anish was released by the gang, Kevin's body was fished out of a canal near Tenemala in Kollam district. Autopsy reports confirmed that Kevin was forcibly drowned. It was also found that the local police refused to file a complaint that night, despite repeated pleas by Ninu and Kevin's family. While the Indian auto sector is facing the worst crisis since the last two decades, Maruti Suzuki too announced its decision to cut down job contracts of 3,000 temporary employees today. At the company's annual general meeting, Chairperson R.C. Bhargava told shareholders that new safety norms and higher taxes have added substantially to the cost of manufacturing cars. India's automobile sector sales declined for the ninth consecutive month in July, the worst decline since December 2000. Passenger vehicle sales fell by 30.9% in July over the same month last year, while car sales declined by 35.95%. The overall downturn in the market stands at 19%. Close to 2,30,000 jobs in the auto sector have already been lost. Even the textile industry in India is currently facing a huge crisis. So much so that they had to put out a newspaper ad recently calling the government for help. To know more about it, listen to the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders on Newslaundry.com. With the Amazon fires on top of the G7 agenda, yesterday during the summit, French President Emmanuel Macron said that the group, comprising of US, Japan, Germany, France, Italy, Britain and Canada, would donate $22 million to help tackle the blazes. Britain and Canada also pledged an extra $12 million and $11 million respectively. Now, you would expect any country suffering a disaster of this scale to gratefully accept any kind of help, right? But we're talking about Bolsonaro's Brazil here. Obviously, the South American nation rejected the offer. Instead, a senior Brazilian official told Emmanuel Macron to take care of his own home and his own colonies. He said, and I quote, We appreciate the offer, but maybe those resources will be more helpful in reforesting Europe. Unquote. Talking about the Notre Dame fire, the official even added, and I quote again, Macron cannot even avoid a predictable fire in a church that is a World Heritage Site. What does he intend to teach our country? Unquote. Even last Thursday, after Macron tweeted that the fires burning in the Amazon basin were an international crisis, Bolsonaro reacted by accusing Macron of having a colonialist mentality. A few days later, Bolsonaro even made fun of Macron's wife on a Facebook post. Can you believe the guy? Is he a man or an ostrich? Not only is he in denial, the guy is busy making petty comments about somebody else's wife while a part of his own country is on fire, literally. Satellite data has recorded more than 41,000 fires in the Amazon region so far this year. More than half of those were just in this month alone. Experts say most of these fires were started by farmers or ranchers while clearing existing farmland. Environmental experts say Bolsonaro's policy have encouraged deforestation and contributed to the intensity of the wildfires. France and Ireland have threatened to block the EU trade deal with Brazil and three other Latin American countries if Bolsonaro does not change his ways. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do watch Abhinandan's interview with former Rajya Sabha member and current National General Secretary and spokesperson of Janta Dal, Pavan Varma. The duo talk about Hinduism and Hindutva, BJP's political rhetoric, Article 370 and a lot more. 
For more such interviews, podcasts, videos and other fun content, subscribe to newslaundry.com and help independent news organizations like us to survive. Pay to keep news free guys. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.